Welcome to the Change Lives, Changing Lives podcast, a ministry of Locust Hill Baptist Church in Travelers Rest, South Carolina. My name is Michael Hodge, Senior Pastor at Locust Hill. At Locust Hill, we celebrate the change that God alone could bring in our lives, and we also recognize the calling to share that good news with others. Lives changed by Christ, changing lives by Christ. We welcome you to this podcast where we want to equip you to live in the reality of a life changed by Christ. Disciple making is at the core of a church's calling, and we want to take advantage of every resource we can to encourage you today. We invite you to join us for a service Sundays at 10.15 a.m., Wednesdays 6.30 p.m. Our church is located at 5534 Locust Hill Road in Travelers Rest, South Carolina. Our website is locusthillchurch.org. Thank you for joining us today. Let us know how we can encourage you. Will Beecham and I are here this morning with Abby Farr, daughter of Jason and Jennifer Farr. She's going to be talking about being on mission in Guatemala. So, Abby, let's start out with just a little bit of bio for our listeners. We know most of the folks are going to be our own church family, but there are going to be others invited in to listen. So, share. just graduated. What's next? What's ahead for you? So, Abby, you let us know a little bit about you. Yeah, so I just graduated from Blue Ridge High School, and I'm going to be a freshman at North Greenville University. And I'm going to be majoring in Christian studies. All right. Well, we were just talking before we started recording that all three of us around the circle are now funding all of the faculty and staff <laughs> at North sure. Greenville. So it is. Yeah, Abby's a new student, and I'm just starting as a student. Will's already been perpetually a student at North Greenville. <laughs> Forever. I right. Think. So yeah, we're in the doctorate program, and Abby's beginning her undergraduate studies. So excited about that. Grateful for a... Southern Baptist School, South Carolina Baptist School, even right Mm -hmm. here. Anderson, where I graduated from, another school that's close by. So love having Christian school right here. But we didn't get sponsored by NGU or come to talk about NGU. So let's talk about your summer. So you had an opportunity to serve in a really unique way. And Will and I sat down. We said, we need to get Abby in here very soon to talk about her experience. And, you know, when I think about a senior year summer, a lot of people are thinking more about what I want to do. Mm-hmm. What what am I going to do to fill up my summer? So what led you to not make this summer all about Abby, what Abby wanted to do? I'm sure you wanted to do this, but you went to Guatemala. So yeah. what made you want to take this leap during your senior year summer? So... I guess it all kind of started when I was in seventh grade. It was the first time we went to Guatemala. Mm -hmm. And, like, just, like, in that moment being there, like, I felt called there. Like, something in my heart was just, like, beating for Guatemala. Mm -hmm. So then the January of this year, 2023, my dad told me about the internship. And I was like, oh, that would actually be pretty cool to do, you know. So I started to pray about it and ask God just for, like, discernment and to, like, show me that this is something that he has called me to do and just all throughout like the months leading up to it he just revealed himself in so many ways whether it was providing the funding for it or um my job being so gracious to give me that month off Mm -hmm. or even just having like people just ask me like and praying for me was just just so encouraging and Honestly, I probably don't see myself spending my summer any other way than doing that. Right. So, so you'd gone once before 
to Guatemala? I've gone twice, technically. Twice. Seventh and eighth grade. Okay, seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. So, obviously, one week partnership kind of trips mm-hmm. before this is pretty different. This yeah. was a month-long opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, when you think about just that big step, why were those one-week experiences so impactful that would lead you to take a big leap to a month-long trip? Honestly, I think just the people there, um, like the people in the villages of Guatemala, they just, they're so loving and like they welcome you into their home with no hesitation and they want to learn about you and they're so gracious to tell us their story and allow us to help them in any way that we can. And that culture is just so touching because you don't see that around here that often someone knocks on your door like you're probably like not gonna let them in so for us to like just ask to come in and they're just like yes of course like that's just such such a beautiful thing right so So that's a lot of what you experienced and what we were talking about before we started recording was just preparation yeah will Mm -hmm. that was something you were talking about yeah and so my question for you is what was the best aspect of preparation you think in your opinion honestly probably the best aspect of preparation there's a couple one would be so like i told my parents that i wanted to like pay for this internship myself so Mm. being able to like work and like save up that money to do this by myself was Mm -hmm. just it was a god thing honestly like him providing the money and him allowing me to pick up some more shifts here and there was just, that was very like, I guess comforting in a way. Cause there were times I was like, I'm not going to make it. But then again, you know, the Lord provided when I needed it, but also just telling people about it mm-hmm. and them being like, is there any like specific prayer requests that you have uh-huh. and being able to tell them what I've seen and tell mm-hmm. them what, like I will be seeing and what we'll be doing. And what, one of the things that I do know personally from talking with Abby is Guatemala something that she's she's brought up before, and even like she was talking about earlier, them allowing her, them her, the whole group to come into homes and discuss things has been huge in her life and impacted her big. Um, but I will say one of the things that she mentioned here was prayer. Um, and Abby does a great job of making prayer an aspect of her life. I've seen her, you know, really pour out in prayer um, at overflow on Sunday mornings, like whenever I ask her to pray. And I think it's that boldness too, um, if I th- if I could just say so, mm-hmm. as being one of your aspects of, of going on that trip as well. Yay. <laughs> well, I think for ministry leaders, I know for Will, we want to learn I want to learn as a pastor mm-hmm. what aspects of the ministry that you were involved in with the student ministry served to equip you to serve as mm-hmm. you were there in Guatemala. What would you say, again, part of that preparation, how yeah, did God yeah. use the ministry here to just get you to the point of being ready? Yeah, so I was in when I was in the high school small group, like I would like have them like talk to me and like if I if I could tell like something was going on, I'd like pull them aside and be like what's going on and just like try to have a conversation Mm -hmm. and that definitely taught me to just like slow down and pay attention to like what's going on in other people's lives and to just know how to go to them about it and have them come to me and just so that I can pray for them so that was definitely helpful because um these people in Guatemala like they are going through so much stuff right now Mm -hmm. like I know in one of the villages unfortunately racism is a thing because just the way that they're dressed sometimes like the um authentic dresses that the women will wear like they will be um like 
hated on for it, I guess. And that was just so heartbreaking here. So for them to be open about talking about it and then allowing us to pray for it, I kind of saw myself doing that with our high school girls mm -hmm. in that moment. Right. So That's something we've talked about with our adults. And it came up in a recent Sunday evening discussion that what intimidates us when we're outside mm -hmm. really begins inside. Mm -hmm. That if we're not having those conversations within the church, we're not going to have those conversations outside the yeah. church. So I love pointing that out. So, well, let's talk about go time. It's yeah. time to go to Guatemala. You're ready to part for a month. What are you thinking at this point? It's just kind of take us back to the emotions of yeah. that. Because I want folks to think, if I'm anticipating this, praying through this, what emotion should I yeah. think about here and well, anticipate? I was definitely scared of the airport because I've never <laughs> been through the airport by myself. And when we got there that morning, the line for my airline was like so long. And I was like, I'm going to miss my flight. But Lord willing, another line opened up so I was able to make it. So I was definitely scared, like mainly about the airport and the airplane. Not like flying, but like that it would like be delayed or something and my connection would be delayed. But I was, honestly, I was just so excited. And like, I had like a peace about it that can only come from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, wow, like I get to go and like serve these people for a month and get to show them the love of Jesus and get to tell them about all that he's done. Even dating back to like in the way past, like when the mm -hmm. Bible was written and just tell them stories about that. Like I was, I was so ready. Like I was reading my Bible on the plane and I was just like flipping through stories, just reading them. And it was just like, I mean, it was just so amazing. And I was just very excited. Yeah. So. so you're very fortunate. You're starting out far younger than I did leaving the country. First time I was out of the country was 2006. And so I was almost twice your age when I went out of the country for the first time. Mm -hmm. So you're getting an experience far younger Sights, sounds, smells. Mm -hmm. you know, I say that's always so important for people learning about missions outside of our border for mm -hmm. the first time. Just to say, what did you see? What did you yeah. hear? Even the smells. What was different when you arrived? You smell tortillas. That's definitely what you <laughs> Lots of tortillas. Yeah, I will say by the end of the trip, every time I walked into a restaurant, I'll be like, yeah, they're making tortillas. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so you definitely, like, you smell tortillas. Like, you smell, like meats like fish and stuff like that because like they'll catch it they'll scale it or whatever they do just so that they can sell it um you hear a lot of horns honking honking because driving in guatemala is way different because they'll just like jump in front of you whenever yeah. um so you hear a lot of honking you hear they have like these they're they look like american school buses but like they're like decorated differently but there's a guy that always stands on the roof that's yelling like antigua 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 which is like the bus taking them to the city of Antigua, trying to get right. people to ride it. Yeah. Um, you hear roosters and dogs. There's a lot of street dogs <laughs> right. and a lot of roosters in the morning. Yeah. So those are like the main like sounds and like smells. And then you see, see all these different people. You'll rarely ever see someone walking like alone. Like mm. usually they're with like their grandparents or like their family because they're very like family oriented. Um, you see a lot of men not really at home like because they're working in the fields or something. And you mainly see like the women and children like either in the schools or in the homes. So you're there, you've got the sights, the smells, the sounds, everything going on, ministry begins. What is one of the most impactful moments in this trip for you? 
Hmm. Definitely one of the most impactful moments was we were in the village of Bokil and um, we were doing home visits to like do door-to-door um, evangelism. Mm-hmm. And there was this family and they were in, um, it was like a very, I can't even call it a home. So it was just like tin walls and a tin roof. And they said that there was 11 of them living there. Mm-hmm. And um, as we were talking, like we found out like all the husbands were working the fields um, trying to provide for their, for their family. And at maximum, they make like $4 a day, which really isn't much um, for all the work that they do. And we, they had a bunch of kids. We had actually seen them at the local church mm-hmm. that we did VBS at. And we got to install an eco-filter form because mm-hmm. the water there is not the best for any of them, but especially for kids. Mm-hmm. And this time it's rainy season, but it's also like allergy season there. So that's just... All those together, like, it's very dangerous. So we got to install an eco-filter that will last them about two years. And that was definitely impactful. When we went to pray for them, um, our translator told her, like, the um, eldest woman there that she could pick who to pray for her and her family, she picked me, which was very, like, it was like, because I wanted to pray for her. I was like, I want to pray, but, like, I want to give someone else a chance. So then when she picked me, I was like, oh. Yay. So then um, we all like huddled around her and we got to pray for her. Mm. And they were very grateful for the eco filter and the rice and beans that we got to give them. Right. So, yeah. so you say we, so obviously you weren't doing this all oh, by yeah. yourself. So let's talk about the other girls, where they were from, just what was yeah. it like to do ministry with the others that were there with you? Yeah. So there were um, some sisters. It was Julie and Addie. They're from Arkansas. Um, there was someone named A.D. who's from North Carolina, and then a girl named Adriana from Texas. And, like, we all, four of us, Julie, Addie, Adriana, and I, we were on the same flight from Houston to Guatemala, which was, we were all, like, sitting around each other, which was, like, such, like, a God thing, because, like, we got off, and we were, like, oh, like, are y'all, like, with STC? And we're, like, yeah, we are. So we all, like, met up. We got to go through customs and everything together. And then AD got there and we loaded the van and instantly we all just felt like we've been friends for like years. Like we just started like learning about each other and talking to each other and we started laughing and doing all this and like it was just it was amazing like we didn't have any drama between each other like we just kind of jumped in and like we were all there for the right reasons and weren't like looking for like attention or anything. So that was very good. So how would you say you could just see the Holy Spirit guiding you guiding the team, you know, because yeah. you were out doing ministry. There were other teams, I think, coming in while you were yes. there during the month. So just describe, where did you see God at work, the Holy Spirit just guiding conversations, interactions? What would you say? Oh, yeah. So, um, wow, there's so many. But I think one of them, so we had a youth group from Ohio that came down. And they were just, like, as soon as they got there, you could tell, like, on their faces and everything that, like, they just want to serve people. And there was a local basketball court in um, Obispo, which is, like, the kind of sub-city that we were in. And um, they were like, hey, let's go play basketball. So they went to play basketball, and they actually ended up ministering to those kids. And, like, I'm 99% sure a couple of them got saved. Um, I was helping some of the ladies back at the team house. But they were they were able to tell them, like, about Jesus and, like, different Bible stories and they were able to get saved. So that's definitely like a Holy Spirit thing. Mm -hmm. 
Because, like, the team before them, they just kind of, like, chilled in the team house. But they were like, let's go out. I was like, awesome. Yeah. So. I know one aspect of ministry, especially in a third world context, is people get focused on poverty mm-hmm. and not people. Yeah. So how do you see the ministry where you were partnering, pointing people to Christ, yeah. while at the same time wanting to impact poverty? You mentioned mm-hmm. sharing rice and beans. You can't mm-hmm. ignore people's physical needs. But yeah. at the same time, where do you see them really pointing people to Christ? So where was yeah. that evident? So in one of the villages um, that they work in, it's called Pachamaline. They just recently opened up a life center there. And what it is is all these kids, they come down um there's two ladies that are like making food for them and we get to serve them lunch and after like they eat it's so cool actually they um will like they'll do they kind of like do what we do like three two one and the clap thing before they pray and i was like that's so cool like we do that and they do that um so they pray and then they eat and they're teaching them to not only share but also to like how to like clean up after themselves so they'll after they eat, they'll put their bowls, cups, and spoons in separate containers. And then we have a Bible story. So we get to tell them about Christ. Um, I know we didn't know it in the ark a couple times. Right. Yeah, with like animal masks and stuff. That was pretty fun. Um, and then they got to make their own masks. And then um, they would leave after we maybe played a game or two some days. It just depended on the time. Because this was during like their break from school. Um, so they would leave and we actually had some of like the moms and like the grandmothers come too and we got to feed them too, which was really cool. So they were really just focusing on like loving those kids and like telling them about the Lord and not even thinking about like where they're coming from, what they're wearing or anything like that. So you said food several times. I know Will, you're interested in food. (laughs) I want to know where we're going to eat. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we take we taking us out when we go down to Guadi. <laughs> oh, Pollo Campero is really yeah, good. It's yeah, like it a is. fried chicken place. Oh, oh, no. It's really good. <laughs> so, lots of good food. Yes, sir. Yes, that was it. Was wow. Sorry. What was your favorite food? <sighs> That's a hard one. So in Boakil, um, there was a local uh, church there, and it doesn't really have a name, but the pastor there, his name is Pastor Abel, and his wife Josefina makes um but beyond which is like it's kind of like broiled chicken like on a leg and with that like soup stuff that's in it they put it on top of rice and it's so good oh, that's yeah. definitely probably my favorite that way yeah, right. <laughs> it was so good and that was extra special because that's in a house or at the yeah, church where yeah. was it it was like so the church and then their house is kind of like across from it right so it it was amazing and pastor bell actually has a bread oven that he makes fresh bread out of which is really good too all right so let's imagine someone's listening they've never imagined the thought of Mm -hmm. giving up their spring break week summer you know like this you're talking about four weeks Mm -hmm. what are you going to say to them to encourage them pray about it think about it take a chance go for it what would you what would you give as just words of encouragement I would definitely say that, I mean, it's a safe space, like, there's rare, there's never that I know of any, like, place where you're in danger or anything, and this is a place that you will be loved on and that you can give people love, and just, honestly, their faces and their gratefulness is enough, like, you can give them the tiniest thing and they will just 
lighten up with a smile. You see these siblings taking care of their younger siblings and helping their moms. So just going and even to be kind of like that bridge to show them the Lord's love and like to lead them to the Lord is just so encouraging and can really like light your fire up for the Lord again if it's started to dim a little bit. So as we think about Central America, a lot of our mission organizations we can partner with, um, they're standing with you, so you weren't out there by yourself. You mm-hmm. had some Spanish knowledge. Mm-hmm. I did. I doubt you went proclaiming you were fluent. Oh, no, definitely right. not. So how did you function then in the language? So somebody is listening saying, but I'm not fluent in Spanish if I'm yeah. going to Central America. How am I going to be able to do it? So how did that yeah. work? So, um... They do have three translators that do come out with us, and they are very helpful with translating. Like, there's one guy, his name is Cesar, and he is just amazing. Like, he learns, like, your personal story, and then if you're at a house and, like, he sees that relation, then he'll be like, "You do you want to share your story? So, we have translators, um, and you do learn a lot being out there just because you're hearing a lot, figuring out a lot. So you really don't have to be fluent. I have never been fluent, but I will say that I do learn the most when I'm out there and surrounded by it because you're like kind of forced to just like switch your brain kind of over a little bit. So yeah, the language, like love is universal. Like love has no language. So just even playing with the kids, playing soccer, like they might be saying something you don't understand, but if you kick a soccer ball, like they'll light up with a smile. So yeah. Will, I know you want to talk about just points of prayer. Yeah. So you know, I've I've never heard anyone who's went on a you know a mission trip who come back and said, you know, I regretted that. Especially if they've bathed it in prayer, you mm-hmm. know, and they've really been sent by God. Um, but there are some people here who are going to stay home. And how would you say these people could partner with you guys in prayer mm-hmm. for the missionaries over there, for the people of Guatemala, for the work of Christ that's going on there? How, how would you say? That yeah. Um. Prayer, yeah, prayer is definitely one of the strongest spiritual weapons, I believe. And actually, this is kind of like a low point, but at the Life Center, it had opened the week that mm-hmm. I had personally got there. And we were in that village the, ne- the following week. And one day there was like 130 kids. The next day there were 150. But then the third day there were like over 200, mm-hmm. which praise the Lord that we're growing, like getting the word out there. Um, but that day that we had 200, we actually ran out of the rice and beans for those kids, which was honestly like a humbling experience for me, but also it just like broke my heart into pieces because I turned around and I gave this family because you'll never see kids like alone. They're always with their older, younger siblings. And I turned out and I gave the final two plates to this group of sisters and they all just kind of looked at me and I was like, I like there was nothing that I could do in that moment so I ran to the bathroom like broke down a little bit and I just prayed I said all right Lord like only like you can provide this like I believe this was built in your name and this was built on you and I believe that you'll provide and that's when we found some PB&Js that we could make so we were able to make some and give them to the kids that um didn't get to eat so just pray that the ministry keeps growing, but also the quantity of food that we have keeps growing. Um, pray that we can get more people out there and get there. We have a lot of glasses, like we have a lot of pair of glasses, mm-hmm. but we don't have anyone that can like do the test to see what they need. So definitely pray that we get more people with that profession mm-hmm. out there, even with teaching or, you know, doctors or nurses or anything like that. 
pray that we can just like build that team to get out there in the villages. So let's wrap up with this. What are some fears you had before you went? Maybe some that when you got there, you realized were irrational. Others that you said that was a good preparatory fear. So Mm -hmm. some fear is good because it forces us to get ready. What would you say? What are some things I was afraid of? I didn't need to be afraid of that. What would you say? Um, so one thing about Guatemala is it's very hilly, which compared to Mexico, Mexico is flat, but Guatemala has a bunch of hills. So I was very concerned because a lot of the houses are like on the tippy top of like a mountain. I was like, my God, to like climb up this thing. <laughs> but honestly, like the Lord gave me strength and I was able to make it up throughout yeah. all the cramps and everything. Um, so that like, I was like, this is like, I'll live. Like in two minutes, it'll be over. That's what I was thinking. Um, that, and I was also nervous that, like, some of, like, me and the other four interns wouldn't get along, which, I mean, I was like, I mean, it's fine. I'm like, I'm like an overthinker, so I always think, like, I've done something. Um, but something just that kept bringing in my head was, I'm not here for anyone else but the Lord. So that just gave me such, like, peace and comfort. And honestly, while I was there, like, I just felt so much, like, joy like permanent joy that can only come from the lord like i i even told like the people down there i was like i've never felt like this like genuine happiness before so yeah that wasn't a fear but like those yeah that so one of the reasons we're wanting to capture stories you've just touched on it is how are lives being changed by christ so i think you've hit on a lot of that but what would you give as a summary Here's how my life has been changed by Christ as a result of going. Yeah. Um, one of my main prayers was that the Lord would reveal what this, like, what He wants this internship to bring me, like, where He wants it to bring me. And while I was there, like, my life, like, I just want to help people. And I've discovered that I just want to be there for people, and what I have is, like, really enough for me. And I just... I feel that calling to go out into the mission field so much more when I graduate. So my life has definitely changed by that. And I feel like I've been so much more equipped with the fruits of the spirit ever since I've been back. Cause like, I feel like I have more of that like peace and joy, which that's really how my life's been changed. Amen. So, yeah. Well, we appreciate you being willing to share your story. And my prayer is that folks are going to listen to this, begin to open their heart. We recognize the calling is on all of us to go mm-hmm. just as we studied in Acts chapter one to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And if we can't go, then like we just talked about, we need to be praying for those mm-hmm. that can go and, yes, and link arms with those that are able to go. And so I'm praying for our church family that more and more are going to say yes. Mm-hmm. If they can go, go. If yes, it's locally, sir. globally, however. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you sharing your story. Appreciate Will helping yes, as we were just praying how we could get this story in a recording and my prayer is that we're going to have future stories that are going to equip people and encourage people to experience that life changed by Christ. So Abby, thank you for being here. Will, thanks for helping. Thank you.